is a Bramble Jam podcast. Chump chump, it's Bran, <laughs> and I love Hallmark movies. Hey, it's Panda, and I like Hallmark movies. I'm Dan, I despise Hallmark movies. Dan, I still love you, but I'm Cindy Busby, and I work for Hallmark. And this is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast. Hey, we did it, everybody. Another week, another uh, appearance by our good friend Cindy. Cindy, welcome back. It's been a, it's been a week. I just think every week you're gonna come back. Cindy had so much fun last week. She was like, "I want to come on every week." That's the thing. That's right. You you wrote it into your contract. Yeah. You wrote it into your contract. And anytime somebody comes back, we uh, we get these. We have actually never One, done this before. One, two, three. That's oh. hey. that's just that's just for yes. fun. We did it. back. We did oh, it. I we, wish I had one of those. They look like so much fun. Oh, they, it they smells like a fire in here it's now. It's a festive, <laughs> a festive working environment here at Deck the Home. We, uh, yeah, we've mm-hmm. never done that. We got them in the mail, and we just thought it'd be fun. Thought it'd be fun. So, so we did it. We're do here. I regret it? Like from the smell, a little, a bit. little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah Am yeah, I worried yeah. the smoke alarm's going to go on? Yeah. Maybe it's going to be fine. <laughs> um, Cindy, how how was your week uh, since we last talked to you? Uh, you know, I had a premiere of yeah. Romance in the Air, uh-huh. um, so it was busy, you know, promoting that and uh, just spending time with my parents and, uh, yeah, just, you know, living as best I can with, you know, within the confines. That's right. That's you are you, you are in quarantine for, you're about to start filming a movie, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, we're very excited about that. Um, but before we get started, guys, do you do you want to say anything before we dive into uh, the life of Cindy? I'm I'm ready. Okay, no, I, I'm ready. <laughs> what, what would Cindy. we say? I don't know. Cindy, hi. Hi. <laughs> well, I, to be fair, we usually do interviews every week, and we've not done one in five weeks. So clearly, Brand is a little rusty. Uh, it's all, all I'm right, saying. All right. Cindy, tell us about your childhood, where you were from, and how you found out or got into acting and what made it your career choice. Yeah, I guess that's something you could ask if you want to. That's fine. That's a really loaded question. <laughs> yeah, you're going to do most of the work. I know last time you got to you got to listen to us banter, but this time you're going to do most of the work, Cindy. Right. Um, well, I was born on a cold day in March. <laughs> Uh, in Montreal, <laughs> Quebec, Canada, Quebec, where Canada. I'm sure it was freezing, actually. Um, but yeah, I uh, I grew up in Montreal. I kind of was that kid that had a wild imagination, and I would always dress up in costumes and put on shows in front of people. And you know, my mom would be like, "Hey, Cindy, Steve, Steve's my brother." Be like, "Let's take a picture," and I'd be like. Ah, I'd push Steve out and I'd be like, I'm here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just, I think I was always kind of into the performance aspect, but without really knowing what I wanted to do. And um, I was really obsessed with movies and television and I would watch movies over and over and over again. I'd memorize the lines and then I'd say the lines with the actor uh, on TV, which was what's, annoying what's everyone one else. Of the, what's one of the movies, like the, your, go-to your go-to when yeah. you were like in oh. elementary, middle school, like that you just knew every line? Uh, Clueless for sure. Classic. Love it. Classic. Uh, Back to the Future, yes. hands down, like mm. is one of my favorite all-time movies. Groundhog Day, mm. Wayne's World. That's Man. more in like my teen years. Yeah. Um, uh, mean Girls. Cindy and uh, I were born the same year, and I know that because I looked her up on Wikipedia, but also because of the movies she's naming right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good collection that's of movies. Good, could could yeah. you still, to this day, do you think you could like, if you were to watch a Back to the Future or whatever, could you still oh, say yeah. the lines? Yeah. Uh, hands down, I went to a. Um, uh, trivia night once and I probably got none of the, the answers to anything except one which was what does it say on the license plate of uh, the um, DeLorean the DeLorean thank you I can't think what does it say on the license plate of the DeLorean in Back to the Future and I was like I know this I know this <laughs> and we literally won because I got it and by the way because anyone's wondering it's out of time. Out of time. Love Out of time. It. So your brother, Steve, did it, did it bother him growing up that you were like always like, hey, oh, there's a microphone and a camera? Hey. Like, did, <laughs> was he bothered by that or was that kind of more um, of his personality to be cool with it? No, I 
I think he kind of got used to me, like, you know, being the older sibling and just taking the, but he, you know, he was actually in school plays and, and stuff like that with me too. And he's, he's a really, really funny guy. He's super smart. So he got, you know, that part of the brains, like science and math. Yeah. And he was able to do like my math homework and I'd be really <laughs> mad about that growing yeah. up. But um, no, I'm super lucky because being in the arts is not an easy thing. And my family has always been very supportive. And as long as I'm doing something I love, um, then that, that's all they care about. So at what point did you take it from like a lot of kids love movies and they watch the same ones over to yeah. uh, beginning to like, I love acting to beginning to take it more seriously. Did you take classes? What was that whole process like for you? I didn't take, for some reason, my parents, like, I'm pretty sure I probably asked them to, like, make me, make me a star, <laughs> but they were like, okay, no. Um, and uh, I just did, I remember auditioning for the grade five play, which was called Alice in Oz, and I played, um, was it Alice in Oz? Yeah, I think it was Alice in Oz. Was that a yeah, Alice in Wonderland's or, Wizard of Oz crossover? crossover? Yeah, it That's was really great. cool. Huh. Wow. It was, it was actually like, a, I mean, who, the acting was probably horrendous, but <laughs> yeah. Um, either way, I got like a, a supporting lead, which I was very, very grateful for. Um, but then, yeah, that's basically how it started. I, I just started doing plays and I was like, anything I did, and anytime there's an opportunity to do an oral presentation rather than do an essay, I was always like, yep, oral <laughs> presentation, here we go. Like, no problem. Um, I'd rather do that than write a story. Um, I did that in high school. And then I think I took like a course once, but where I lived, there wasn't really those, those opportunities to take acting classes. And I, you know, I lived in the, the suburbs. So, and my parents knew nothing about the industry. And, uh, and then it was only when I graduated high school that I auditioned to get in the professional theater program at Dawson college, downtown Montreal. And Somehow I got in and then, you know, I did three years uh, of that and uh, it was really intense. And then, yeah. So what was, what was your first big role that you, you nabbed where you, you, you out, even if it was while you were at Dawson or wherever, that it was a legitimate TV show, movie, whatever it was. And you were like, oh my goodness, I actually got the part. This is the thing I'm going to do and get paid to do. Well, okay. So this is I, I've told this story a couple times before, but it's like, it's so crazy. The, so we had this, this um, project to do in theater school that I, sorry teachers, and uh, we had to go interview someone in the industry. And I didn't know anyone in the industry. And so I was really nervous about it. And I'm, I'm, I know it doesn't maybe seem that way, but I'm actually quite shy. And so when I don't know people or I don't know you know, people in the industry and it seemed like such a big thing to me. And, and so I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can go interview someone. I don't know anyone. And so I remember my teacher saying, well, even if you try to interview someone and then they cancel on you or, you know, they, they, they don't give you any answers, just write about the experience. And I was like, oh, I can do this. Uh, I'm going to cheat the system. So then I uh, decided to bring my headshot and resume to um, an agency in Montreal and they, I remember them kind of like seeing me when I walked into the office and they were kind of all like sussing me out, but they told me they weren't looking for anyone. I was like, great, see you later. And I left and I was like, I'm just going to write about that. And, um, and then of course they called me like the next day and they're like, we have an audition for you. And I was like, what? I'd never done anything other than the theater audition. And I went to the audition, I got a call back, and then I ended up booking the part, but I wasn't able to do it because it was my week of exams um, for the oh. professional theater program. But then they offered me another part, which shot the week after, and I was able to do it. And that was for an MTV show called Undressed. Undressed. Mm, yeah, wow. We've was all the, seen it. Was that the moment for you <laughs> where you knew that you could leverage this into a, like a major career for you? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not going to lie when I say I think I was naive at like, by the way, obviously no one's career goes that e smoothly. Like after that, I'm pretty sure I didn't really work for like, I don't even know, like two years or something. Right. Um, but I got to, you know, join the, the union in Canada through that project and those kinds of things. So that was positive. But I also think there's like this weird illusion when you, you know, 
when you're done school and all of a sudden you've been in school your whole life and you wake up and you're 20 years old and you're like, okay, now what? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like I, all I, all I've ever known is going to school and now I've got to like follow a career and not just any (laughs) career, like one of the hardest careers in life. So it was not easy, but thankfully, you know, I, I stayed with that agent and I was able to audition and, and, uh, I, yeah, I got little, you know, little parts here and there, a couple lines, um, but I'd probably say one of the biggest things I booked was this movie called, um, well, this mini series called Dr. Bethune. And uh, that actually shot partly in Canada and partly in China, which was wow. like oh, wow. a really intense <laughs> experience. Yeah. Uh, it was like prior to, I think it was 2005, prior to the Olympics there. So things were still like up and coming. And this was like mainland China. And, uh, and then after that, I did a movie called Life Interrupted with Leah Thompson. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. The best. Back to the future. Come on. The best. I bet you were freaking out. I'm telling you, when I, I remember I walked into the costume, like I was going in for my costume fitting, and uh, I looked up at the wall and in costume fittings, like at production offices, they always have, you know, all everyone's like headshots that's going to be in the movie or the show. And I remember seeing Leah Thompson, number one, and being like, I'm, I'm sorry. Is, is is that my mom? And they're like, "Oh yeah, that's uh, you know, that's your that's your mom." And I was like, "Yeah." Oh my goodness. And I I just like I just freaked out. I I honestly and I t- ended up telling her. I think like on day 3 of shooting, I was just like I just I, during lunch I was like I just need you to know that I'm like the biggest back to the future nerd. I love that movie so much and she was so cool about it. She was like, "Oh, those are the years of my life. Like I'm so, and she would give me like stories of them wow, on set and man. Oh, it was the best. Did you, did you watch the, uh, back to the future reunion thing that Josh Gad did on YouTube a few weeks ago? You know what? I did not. It's good. Uh, it's a good watch. It's a, good watch. it's a really good watch. Um, okay. I, I, I need to tell you if we were friends back when you were in theater school and you got an audition and, uh, you got this, the part and it was the same week as exam week. I'm reckless enough to tell you to go to skip exams. Go do the part. Take the part. Yes. Was there any, like, but you didn't, no. you, you were a good I student. Know. Was there any part of you that was like, oh my God, like you don't pass up opportunities. Like I gotta, I gotta do this and you know, school, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I, um, a hundred percent. I, it definitely crossed my mind. Um, and I think actors in general, or probably just artists in general have this like innate thing in their brain. That's like after, even if after you do, you know, let's say a Steven Spielberg movie and when you're done, you're like, well, I'm never going to work again. I'm never going to get hired again. It doesn't matter how many projects I do. I'm never going to get a job. And so I feel like I got the first taste of that. It's like, well, if I say no, am I ever going to work again? You know, and, and that kind of thing. But at the time, it just didn't seem to be an option for me. I'd already put in two years. I needed in my mind, like I'm, I'm definitely someone who doesn't like to um, kind of like do things half ass, if you would. Like I just want to do um, my best and complete things. So um, yeah, I just and then somehow it came around and you know the universe had my back. That's Good right. For you. Yeah. Um, so we talk to get to talk to actors every week on this show and yeah. they tell you that, look, if out of a hundred auditions, I book one or two of them, that's really good. Um, and I'm sure you have some similar experiences. Do you have a memorably bad audition where you left and you, <laughs> and you went, Oh, I do. <laughs> oh, you should, you should listen to this podcast, the, our interviews. Some of these stories are absurdly hilarious. They like, this is my favorite question because the story is always in a, Is there one that's memorably bad that you just immediately, you're like, yep, I was really bad in this audition. Well, I, as soon as you said that, I immediately knew which one I was going to say. Um, it was, so I auditioned for Smallville. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, years ago, uh, obviously. And, uh, and I remember going into the audition room and, you know, there's a bunch of girls there that mostly I knew. And, and, and I already felt kind of nervous with the language. It was like a difficult, you know, wordy audition. And they always give you, you know, like an hour to memorize and you have to go to the audition basically. And so I get there and I didn't know that Tom Welling was directing. Oh boy. 
do. He was in the room and I remember walking in. And again, I wasn't like necessarily a huge Smallville fan or anything. Yeah. But I walked into the room and by the way, he is extraordinarily handsome. Like, like you think he's handsome on TV in life? It's like not even funny. His eyes were like a tractor beam. And I was like, I was like totally like. Like, like he was just bringing me in and I was like, yes, master, you know? And so he, I just like walked in and, and he was like, Hey, and he was so nice, so nice. And he was like, Hey, thank you so much for coming in. And you know, do you have any questions? And I was like, what? Like, I didn't, I didn't even remember my name. I couldn't, I blacked out more than I've ever blacked out before. And, um, and then I, he was like, okay, then, when, you know, whenever you're ready. And I don't, I think I knew the person I was reading with as well, which also threw me off. And I couldn't remember, I couldn't, I don't even think I spoke English. Like I was saying words that were total gibberish. It didn't make any sense. And at the end of it, and I like flush really easily. And I was like all blotchy on my neck and my, you know, everything was just going wrong. I was sweating, like just drenched. And, and he was like, and he was so nice again. He was like, okay, great. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know what? Why don't we try it again? And this time, you know, whatever he told me and I was like, oh yeah. Okay, cool. And already I'm like, how am I going to do this a second time? Oh my goodness. (laughs) And I did it. And it was literally the same, if not worse. And he was like, he was like, thank you so much, Cindy. That was great. Thank you. And I walked away. I walked, I was like, thank you so much, everyone. And I walked away and I was like, Oh my gosh, what has just happened? And I was just like, I just, I went into my car and I literally burst into tears. I was like, who was that? What, it was like, I was taken over by something. And I just like, I, that's, that was honestly the worst. I was so humiliated. I was like, Tom Welling thinks I'm such a weirdo. Um, Have you had a chance to talk like Tom Welling? isn't really been on much at all lately. Have you ever had a chance to talk with him since and be like, hey, do you remember no. that one time? Well, we actually have Tom. We have Tom Tom's on the in line. the studio. Tom's in the Tom. studio right now. Are you there? Uh, uh, Tom. No, I'm just kidding. Hey. What? I was like gushing sweat. <laughs> oh, I wish. Yeah. This is the week that Tom couldn't make it. Yeah, yeah. Tom's here The every one week, week uh, he's not here. He's always in studio. You, he doesn't even remember. Mm. Like, it, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, that was probably definitely one of the most embarrassing, which probably doesn't sound that bad for people. But but no. when you have a moment like that in front of five industry people that are very well known, it's like devastating. Well, I think that's the thing is actors tell us most of theirs have to do with someone was in the room and they know that that person's never going to call them again. Like that yeah. is kind of this common yeah. thread. Uh, who was it? Uh, Luke McFarland said oh. <laughs> he, he went into an interview with or an audition that McGee was directing a Superman movie. Yeah. And he walked in the door and McGee throws him a basketball and he didn't know it was coming and he couldn't handle the basketball. And that was it. But it was really about I'm going to Superman and all these people aren't going to call me back. And so it's probably like, oh, Tom Welling. Well, that was my one impression around Tom Welling. Yeah, and you know what? Funny enough, I never went and auditioned for that show again, which is so... <laughs> Get out of town. Never got it's a Smallville call back again. It's just again. not fair. Wow. You, uh, sorry, no, you, you were in a movie in 2011 with, with three comedy giants. Steve Martin, Owen Wilson, Jack Black. Sheesh. The Big Year. It is a quirky, different... We, I've seen the movie. It, yeah. It's a really different... If I told you those three were in a movie and then I told you it was about bird watching and it was a PG-rated kind of romp through a year of looking for birds as a competition, it just, it's just... It's a really fun movie. I enjoyed the yeah. movie a lot. How did that come about? Like, how did you get to work? And then what was it like working with those guys? And how often did Steve play his banjo? Was it just like <laughs> okay. every day or? <laughs> Gonna get to that. Yes. <laughs> also, might I add Angelica Houston, yes. Rashida Jones. Yep. I mean, like the cast is insane. Like yeah. it truly is unbelievable. Um, so that's another inter- interesting audition. I remember this audition because... I got the, 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 the pay, I think I got it maybe the day of, or the day before, I can't remember, but I was so sick. I had a fever. My throat was like, was this big? I was so sick. And I remember my boyfriend at the time was like, it's like, you know what? I'll drive you. I was like, no way. I don't think I can do this. Like, I can't even talk. Like, I feel like crap. And, and 
I think I only had like four lines or something like it wasn't a big deal. Um, but anyway, so he ended up driving me. I ended up going, even though I almost canceled, I did the audition left. And I think I found out only like two weeks later or something that I got the part. And I remember my agent being like, you got the part. And I was like, what was that movie again? Like I didn't <laughs> even remember. Cause that's the thing about acting too, is like you do so many auditions. You don't even remember half the time, like what you did like yesterday, you know? So it's like, I, I often get to auditions and I have to look up the audition request in my emails to remember what the name of my character is. Cause like, it's like mm. it just, you know, it's such a whirlwind experience. But anyway, I got the part and I was like, Oh my goodness, this part. And then, um, and of course, one of your faves, Paul Campbell played my husband in that. <laughs> yeah. Talking about four comedic geniuses. Oh, you know? that, yeah. Um, but I remember Paul and I, you know, we were the Vancouver local actors and we were, sitting at lunch and we were just talking and you know we we got to know each other really well and at one point we're just chatting away and all of a sudden jack black and his assistant sit right next to us like right next to us and we both were like la 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 and we just like keep talking and we're both like talking but we're also talking to each other through our eyes and we're like can you believe this is happening? Jack Black is sitting next to you. What is happening? But really, we're just talking about apples. You know what I mean? Of so it was, uh, it was cool. But honestly, uh, Steve Martin is an amazing human being. So kind, so welcoming. Um, and uh, he did play his banjo. Thank God. Uh, in the green room. And that's another moment Paul Campbell and I had where we were in the green room, like, you know, pretending to look over our lines and Steve is like fiddling with his banjo. <laughs> and I remember Paul was on his computer and I looked up at him and we just kind of like had a little smile and we're like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, how is this happening right now? Like, so he's cool. just, Steve Martin is just such a Hollywood legend. And I also think there's something really cool about Hollywood legends that's working with them is different. They're not they're not as affected as like with the social media, like they grew up in a world where it was like they do an interview once in a while, but it wasn't like social media and like paparazzi and like that kind of thing. So there's like just a, a different vibe when it comes to them where they're just like more grounded and just like chill about the whole thing, which I, I don't know. I just greatly appreciate it. But yeah, it was, it was really cool. You can't pick the banjo and not be grounded. Come I on. Like, yeah, if yeah, that's yeah, the instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love his uh, comedy, especially did a couple years ago with Martin Short is so good. Cause yeah. he just uh, breaks out into song. Like the band's just there and he just goes, I'm just going to play a few songs now and then we'll get great. back to the comedy in a second. It's love so good. It. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. I'll just be able to hear. Um, so going from bad auditions to great auditions to great uh, roles, was there ever an audition that went really well? You got far along in the process um you thought you were gonna get it you didn't and it's something that like we would know of that's like still to this day you're just like uh because i i do want to open up old wounds yeah um just for a little bit <laughs> so what like is there is there anything like that that's just like i thought i had that it would have been like an absolute game changer yeah um i'm not gonna say the name of the show just because yeah, I try to get uh, stay away from that kind of stuff. But Cindy, you're not going to say the name of the show. <laughs> hey, we know it wasn't Roswell. What That's is, all, what is small, it was on. Smallville. It wasn't any of that. Smallville, Smallville. is what it was. Um, maybe I'll t maybe I'll tell you the story and tell you the name after. Okay. We'll see. Okay. We'll I love see you think I about. Idea. Hey, you do what you want. Don't let Dan bully you. <laughs> I desperately want to know the name of the show. They missed out on the legend That's Cindy right. Buzz. That's uh, right. Honestly, I will say so. The the this is the thing about the industry. And I, I, I really try to emphasize this in that at the end of the day, you can do, you know, all the work possible, but showing up as yourself, you know, bringing your heart, being open in a situation, um, in an audition, like being unique to yourself is so important and not just doing what you think they want you to do or what everybody else did. And this is a true, um, symbol of that because, I found out I had this audition. It was, I think it was 11 o'clock in the morning. My, I had missed a call from my agent because to be perfectly honest with you, I'd had a couple drinks the night before no. and I'll just leave it at that. No, no, no. <laughs> 
So the best auditions you've given are when you were sick or hungover. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> correct? Yeah. Okay. Because you're just so vulnerable during yeah. the yeah, 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 yeah. Moment, I guess. Yeah. Where can we uh, send the hard liquor? What address? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I, I, so I got a uh, you know a call from my agent, and she was like, "We have this audition for you. They've been looking for their lead for weeks now. They can't find it. They thought of you, and if you can go in like at five p.m., um, they'll see you." And it was like five pages of just me talking and medical jargon. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Okay, hey, like, narrowing it down, like, hey. narrowing it down. Yeah. <laughs> slapping myself in the face i was like okay snap into it coffee check let's go and i was like you know trying to get it and then i I and i and i showed up at the audition and there's like a couple people and the director was there the producers were there the the um creator of the show was there and and how is shonda rhymes just in general (laughs) good person it was not it was not shonda rhymes okay i will give you that Okay. Um, so I did the audition, the first scene, and that was great. Then I did the second scene, and the second scene was really, really, like, full of heart, all heart all the time. And uh, I did it, and then she was like, and I was, you know, struggling with the words a little bit. And I remember the creator was like, throw your sides on the ground. I j- you do what you can, but the rest just do it in your own words. And I did the audition, and... I don't even know what happened, but like I got super emotional. Everything came up and it was like I walked out of there like being like Mike Drop, see you later. And wow. um, and just feeling good no matter what happens. And I remember when I left the room, the casting director followed me outside and was like, that was incredible, Cindy. You're probably like that was incredible. Fifteen minutes later, I get a call from my agent and manager, and they're like, "They're gonna screen test you. They're gonna fly you down to LA, and you're gonna go in front of the the network and the studio." And I was like, "What? <laughs> like, I had never, I had never done something like that before." And so th- that whole thing happened. Went to LA, did the studio test. Was the most nerve wracking, intense experience of my life. Um, and, but felt so good about what I did. And I remember they brought me back into the room to, to do it another time, which went really well. And then the next day is always the network test. And then I did that. And I remember walking in, the casting director told me, they're like, Cindy, you're the only one they brought to network. Wow. And I was like, what? And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my goodness, like this is so much pressure and, and I remember the, the antagonist of the show, there was two girls auditioning for it. One of them got it because when I saw the show and I did it, felt amazing about it. And then I didn't hear anything for like a week. And then I remember hearing that I didn't get the role because someone famous's daughter got the role. Oh, so, oh. so mo- most of the stories we hear, they screen <laughs> test you all the way through and you got to the end and then someone famous... Like we've heard like, so that like um, several times we've heard, we had this and then I didn't realize I did all this work and they were just going to give it to somebody famous. Um, yeah. So man, that's so disheartening. And what yeah. was the show again? <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? I will say this is a, I think the biggest lesson for me is that it was such an incredible experience of trusting in yourself showing utmost vulnerability, leaving it all on the floor, not letting all these people, you know, you walk into these auditoriums where there's like 30, 40 people just looking at you, these execs in LA, which is, you know, scary, you know, for a little Canadian from Montreal. And I walked in and I was just like, you know what, I'm going to do the best I can do. And whatever it is, I'm just going to walk away proud. And I did. And I, I didn't get it. And I was actually in a funk in my career for probably like a year after that. Wow. And I kind of like lost my way in the industry after that. And then I had an amazing, um, amazing coach actually that really brought me back to myself and my emotion. And I had really kind of created a protective shell around me that I didn't even know I'd done as we do in life. Um, you know, every time we're kind of hurt. So it was a good, it was a, ultimately it was an incredible learning experience and I'm actually so grateful for it because, 
um, you just learn about yourself more in those situations than you ever would if you got the role. And the show only lasted one season. So there you go. Um, did you feel like after that it changed the way you auditioned? Like since then, do you feel like you've brought in a different perspective? I know that there's been a lot of change in just yeah. from that entire experience. How has that kind of played itself out for you since then? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it kind of teaches you that there's going to be highs and lows in life. <laughs> and the lows are sometimes going to be real low. Um, especially in career stuff, especially as an actor and it, it consistently beats you down and then picks you back up. And I think what it teaches you most is to trust in yourself mm. and to love yourself. And no matter what, nobody can take that away from you and to show up as yourself because you can have 25 people auditioning for the same role and there's so many factors involved. So the only thing you can do is bring your own experience, your own passion to the project. And, and then after that, it's just a, a question of does it fit in with what they want? And not, like I said before, not doing work because you think that's what someone else wants because then that's just surrendering your power and I don't want I don't want to go through that when you want to collaborate with people and you also don't want to just work on something if it's not right and you know I'm I'm a little bit of a you know spiritual person and that I believe in divine timing and I think at that time I probably wasn't ready for that experience and I, I needed to learn something else and so I being having perspective is so much easier than living it in the moment sometimes yeah, for sure well and, and here's the thing is it's not stopped you from having quite a career i mean you, you know yeah. we, we we see your i mean on your imdb page it's a who's who of every television show imaginable of those shows and i do want to we'll talk heartland and you were on a couple shows for like more than two episodes but of yeah. the shows where you were on the show one or two episodes we're talking psych which is a personal favorite vampire oh. diaries tomorrow people all these which yeah. which one of those because everybody always goes oh my gosh on this movie on the show we had the best cast and crew they were like a family everybody says that <laughs> you know it i know like, it repeat, repeat. that's right yeah everyone says it i'm asking you which of those sets of those tv shows did you show up to as a one or two episode guest that legitimately had a, a crew and cast that really did feel like a family and you felt like you were one of them immediately which one Ooh. sticks out uh there's, there's actually quite a few to be, to be totally honest. I've been really, really lucky that I haven't had a lot of really bad experiences. Um, but Heartland, I would say was one of those shows that I was, it was my first se big series that I was on for more than a couple episodes. Um, and we all grew up together on that show. Like every single actor that was on the show other than, um, like one or two, that was like their big moment. And so we all kind of grew up together and there's something about having a bunch of people your own age. And I remember the first season we'd go out and it was shot in Calgary. So we went to the Calgary stampede together. And like, we just like hung out all the time. We'd celebrate Thanksgiving together. We did all Halloween, like, and the crew has for the most part, anyway, when I was there, it was basically the same the whole time. Wow. And it was truly like a family and I still talk to most of the the cast members and, and I guarantee you if I picked up the phone tomorrow and was like, I need a favor from you from one of those people, they would be there in a heartbeat. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, and yeah. I know, I know your star in Romance in the Air, your co-star also was on Heartland as well, yeah. which is, yeah. which is crazy. Um, but can you tell us, uh, you want to move into Hallmark? Sure. We're good. Can you tell us how you got involved? Cause you are, you're a queen of Hallmark. You've been in a lot of these movies. You, you've been doing a lot of them for, for a number of years now. How did you get involved in the Hallmark world? And, and what is it that drew you there? And, and how has your experience been? I mean, everyone says their experience is amazing. You don't have to do all that if you don't want to, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, so it kind of started, I guess, in Vancouver, obviously a lot of Vanc uh, Hallmark movies are shot there. And so I was like any other, you know, female in my age category auditioning for, you know, uh, principal roles, supporting um, roles, lead roles. And I could never book a part like for probably three years, I never booked a Hallmark role. Wow, wow. And, and I remember thinking, you know, not that not everybody deserves a part on there, but I remember thinking like, I don't understand like why I can't book like 
you know, supporting one of these movies or something like, I really wish I knew what I, I was doing, you know, that I could be doing better or whatever. But again, divine timing. So I, um, I remember auditioning for a movie called Lucky in Love. And, and at that point I had just dyed my hair brown, which is super weird. Cause I've had blonde hair my whole life. <laughs> and I ended up booking that role. And I was like, all right, well, I guess it was cause I was dark haired. I don't know. And then I remember auditioning for Cedar Cove, which is the series I was on. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually got to work with my best friend, Sarah Smith, who uh, played Andy McDowell's daughter in the show, which was so cool. Mm -hmm. And again, Andy McDowell being from Groundhog Day, nerd alert over here. <laughs> That's right. So, She's um, also, I believe, from South Carolina, yeah. which is where we are. We're so oh, yeah, we're yeah, Andy yeah, McDowell yeah, fans for sure. Yeah, no, she's she's so sweet. Absolutely loved working with her. And uh, so that's kind of how it started. And I guess that's another audition where when I walked away after Cedar Cove, like I I would have been really surprised had I not booked it. For some reason, I just had a, like a, such a connection with that character uh, of Rebecca Jennings. Um, you know, it was a little bit more of an antagonist character. So, you know, Hallmark kind of got used to me as an antagonist character before I became you know, the girl next door love interest uh, of the movies. And then I remember after that, I, di I didn't do anything. And I think it was about six months later where I helped um, my friend put an audition on tape for a project called Unleashing Mr. Darcy. And I was reading with her and she, and I remember reading with her and she was like, oh, and, and she did it. And I remember thinking in my mind, I was like, oh, this is such a cool project. Like, I feel like I could do this. But then again, you know, you want to be supportive of your friend. It's like always kind of weird when you audition for the same things as your friend because you want them to get it and you want to get it. And it's like a thing. But, you know, I, I believe that everything happens for you as, as it's supposed to. So anyway, two weeks later, I get the audition for Unleashing Mr. Darcy because I guess they hadn't found anyone yet. And I ended up booking it. And that was my first lead. And then that's kind of what snowballed the whole experience had to uh had to work opposite that uggo ryan pavey that guy <laughs> gosh just the worst yeah oh yeah we yeah just, yeah we, definitely definitely nothing going on there no uh -uh, not that guy <laughs> no way um we've uh we've reviewed uh, a handful of your movies um okay. the first one that comes to my mind is the god wink movie yeah um yeah. and i do want to i just i i do want to ask you this if okay. in, in real life <laughs> Someone that you're, someone that you're interested in, um, stands outside your window with a sign that says, "I know about your MS." <laughs> it, is that romantic, or is that like, "Hey, like, let's have that conversation one on one." In private, like in you, private, you don't need to tell the whole world about that I have it. MS. Right. Um, it What's was your opinion? Romantic. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Cindy. It's not like they were outside the door. They were across the street yeah. in a window. Anyone walking by is going to be like, is that a big sign that just says, I know about your MS? I mean, it was nighttime, so, you know, nobody was up anymore. Someone's Everyone walking by and sees it and just goes, who has MS? You? Wait a minute. Is it you? <laughs> yeah. It was a full. It was like the cans with like a string. <laughs> yeah. Like were, you, were you involved in that pitch meeting where they're like, have you guys seen Love Actually? Where they do the, oh, the boards? Oh, yes. But instead of saying that they love you, they say that they know about your multiple sclerosis. <laughs> you know what? If that's the only thing bad you have to say about the movie, then amen. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it more you than the. I liked like it. it. I liked it more yeah. than the first. And comic. the first one's Paul Campbell. You like yeah. you like the Cindy one I like more. The Cindy one more. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, I remember. It was. Um, they like to pull at the heartstrings for sure, and the fact that it was a real story. I mean, that's yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah. 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 And we were we just making fun of a real story here. God, God's winking. God's winking. God's winking. I guarantee you, the part about holding the signs up wasn't real. There's no way that was real. No way. Uh, no, I, I don't believe that part was real. That's no. right. Dang, of course. Dang. What is a sign? Like most people say, they're most recent. So don't tell me the most recent. What's your favorite of your movies or most memorable on set of your movies that you've done for Hallmark? For Hallmark, yeah. um. I definitely have a top three, but I'd have to say the one you guys still haven't reviewed, Royal Hearts. Mm, the Royal uh, one. You know I'm in. I'm uh, Guys, I've been there. I'm ready. Let's you know what? I, I think we have a, an open week at the end of August because there's not a there's not like a new one, one Sunday or one week where there's not. So I think we'll do it. We'll do Royal Hearts. Yeah, well, I, I, 
first of all, that we got to shoot that movie in Romania. So wow, the fact cool. that I got to go, and that was my first time in Europe. Can you believe it? Oh my goodness. Wow. That's a whole other story. Yeah. So I, I, I got, I, that's another fun story. I remember I was driving from Salt Lake city to Los Angeles. I was on the highway. I was just like outside of Vegas or something. And I get a call and they're like, Hey, can you go to Romania tomorrow, tonight or tomorrow? And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness. Uh, okay. And so I just went home, unpacked, repacked, and was on a flight the next day. Wow. It was like such a whirlwind. But honestly, it's, it's definitely one of the best experiences of my life. Yeah. Working with James Brolin, he is like an icon. He's hilarious. He directed the movie. Oh, wow. And basically every actor in the movie is also from England. So they had accents. <laughs> yeah. And because uh, I remember we talked about that the yeah. other day. <laughs> and uh, they, I mean, British people are the best. Like they're so hilarious and they're so, you know, dry and just teasing each other all the time and you know whether we were shooting behind the scenes or on our days off because we were all on location and i got to go to transylvania to um visit dracula's castle which i'm obsessed with vampires so that was like a dream in itself so let me get this straight you love back to the future got to work with leah thompson love groundhog day got to work with annie mcdowell obsessed with vampires worked on vampire diaries just Put it out there, Cindy. Whatever you want to do oh. next, just be like, man, I really love Star Wars. <laughs> or, <laughs> whatever, like, just, just do it. Uh, or maybe like some f- form of, you know, superhero movie. Y- yes. Like DC or yeah, Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, Marvel. Put it out there. Yeah, do it. Become you know, like a, mo- uh, you know, maybe a mo- multi-movie contract. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just... Whatever. I'm just, just, just you know, just some yeah, just spitballing. I'm, I'm spitballing. Speaking I'm a, of, of movies that I watched a ton of when I was growing up is Interview with the Vampire, the oh, role of Brad Pitt Dunst. and Tom and Tom Cruise. As and a vampire Dunst. enthusiast, what is your opinion on on Twilight? Yeah, there it is. She's not going to say anything <laughs> negative. She wouldn't even say the Let name of the show you. that didn't put her on the air. She's not going to say anything negative. That's just who vampires, she is. Vampires, vampires. <laughs> Don't go in the sun, okay? <laughs> they do not go in the sun. And they uh, certainly don't twinkle in the sun. Yeah. Robert true. Pattinson begs to differ. Yeah. That man <laughs> twinkles well. He though. twinkles. He man. twinkles for days. You know, the, I uh, I recently re watched it with my wife. Why? Uh, she's Why? a big fan. She's a big fan. The twinkles, the twinkle uh, uh, technology does not hold up. <laughs> what? I know. It's Get actually hard to make. But it's hard to make, Robert. How's the werewolf bad. technology hold up? You know what? Pretty good, actually. <laughs> my biggest question with Twilight is like, so the, the, you know, the werewolves, they always wear shorts. Like, do they all, like, do they just have a spare in the woods, like, at all times? Spare, spare werewolf. So, like, so when you back, go back to human, you just. Pop them back on. I don't know. That was a question. I'll ask a werewolf. Yeah, that no is way. not. Yeah, that's not for here. Yeah, at all. So, so sorry. So sorry. Um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, Romance in the Air. Um, your most recent one. Uh, we just yeah. watched it. Um, it's a thrilling epic. Now, Cindy. tell tell me about the um, the history of this movie because uh, if I recall last week before we went on the air, you mentioned that you filmed it back in the fall. Yeah, that's a long time uh, in the Hallmark world. So mm-hmm. what happened uh, with this movie and uh, how did it end up making it to air in the summer of August of 2020? Um, so this movie was shot in October um, and uh, it was actually an independent movie mm-hmm. and Hallmark bought it. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So um, that actually happens quite a bit yeah. with Hallmark. They'll, they'll acquire um, movies. Yeah. Yeah, they'll work uh, choir movies, and so that was one of them. And, you know, I think it's been a, quite a positive thing in regards to this, you know, what we're going through For right sure. now in the world, which has halted any kind of um, shooting. So it's given opportunities for uh, production companies who've made independent movies to be able to sell to networks and air their movies. And um, and that's basically what happened with that, that movie, which so if, is if I were to there if i were to put it out into the the universe uh that i want to see romance on the menu like would hallmark potentially pick that up is that what you're saying yeah they could yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, they could. Is that his, her next movie? It's just uh, it's on the top of the IMDb, and I don't. You shot. Yeah. Is it a sequel to this movie? No, it's just a different. No, run, just, Romance on the Menu is a movie I did in Australia uh, with the Steve Jaggy Company, who is actually a Canadian who um, had a production company in England and then moved to Australia. And, um, yeah, he's in, uh, located in Brisbane where they have a, t- which I actually didn't know, but Australia has so much that shoots there. It's crazy. I didn't oh. even know the matrix movies were shot there. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So they have a huge industry there and they have incredible crew members, like just some of the top of the line people. And, um, yeah, I was lucky enough to get to go work in Australia and it was a full, uh, Australian cast other than me and actually um, Barbara, the woman who played my mom in the movie is an American who now lives in Australia. Um, but yeah, it was such a, f- a fun movie. I mean, uh, Australia is like one of my favorite places in the whole world. And, uh, and that was an independent movie as well. So is there, um, it, it can be seen cause it's a, it's a great one. Romance, and it's so beautiful romance in the air and then follow that up romance on the menu. Yeah. Those two movies are not linked in any way. No. no, actually, Romance in the Air was initially called Love in the Air. Love in the Air. Got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. Is there yeah. any special, like, uh, Hallmark fairy dust on set of an actual Hallmark production in comparison to a movie that's like Romance on the Air where it's independent? Is there anything more special about a Hallmark production versus an independent production that makes it more magical? Hmm. Uh, no. I imagine they're they're shot about the same, right? Fourteen yeah, yeah, days. Yeah, it's it's all the kind of the same process. Well, yeah. Um. Uh, romance on the menu. We shot in fifteen days. So the average Hallmark movie is fifteen days. Yeah. So three weeks. Um. And uh, Romance in the Air. We shot in twelve days. Wow. So yeah, which is you know pretty That's pretty lightning. quick, and yeah. and a lot of times. Um, I, I would say the, the formula is all the same. Um, and I think sometimes the thing about Hallmark movies is like, it's a lot of the same cast and crews that are working together and they know the formula and it's like just a really well oiled machine. So there's not a lot of stress happening. It's all just, it's, you know, it's a positive message. So people feel, I don't know. I just, it's just like an uplifting environment. Um, and and then I would say with a lot of the indie movies I've done, it's very similar. It's just passionate people who want to create a project. And sometimes they can be smaller crews, smaller casts. And so it just kind of becomes a family. And I really love working with great, great people and great environments. And I think that that's what it's about. You know, like the arts are supposed to be fun. And so any rare time I've had to work with someone that... Uh, kind of creates a fuss on set. Um, it drives me crazy because I don't understand why people don't feel grateful for the position that they've been given. So many people would love to be in that position. And, you know, I, I, I'm a big advocate of, uh, you know, reputation is everything. And um, people remember, people want to work with people that are good people and love what they do. And that's what I advocate for is love and respect. So yeah, I, I love it. I feel like those things are easy, but they don't seem easy for some people. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not. Uh, Br- Bran and I had an argument about this. The first time that Eden meets Riley in this movie, he's, yeah. he's fixing some sort of sprinkler or something. And they have a conversation and Eden is standing with her friend and Riley is standing there. And we see them standing together and we see a shot of you talking to him. But the only shots where we see his face and talking are individual shots did they, was there audio issue? Did he have to film that separately or is that just the way the movie was shot? Uh, I honestly don't know. Okay. I, uh, it just I seemed feel like really... maybe there was an audio thing. I, I honestly have no idea. Mm. Oh, well. We'll take it. Um, you do know, you were on last week, so you kind of know how we talk about the movies. We do have some questions that maybe you can clarify for us. Please. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we yeah. still want to know about. Um, at one point, uh, towards the end, Michael um, says that he wants to be early for once. And I don't know if that is Michael saying, I'm always late, or if that's Michael saying that you always make him late. 
How did you take that? Is Michael a tardy person or is he just sick of your tardiness? <laughs> um, I would probably say it's probably him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I took yeah. it because he's such a like a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's he not somebody like who's like throwing yeah. backhanded, no. you know, sarcasm. So I do think it was I'm I'm trying to do better as a person. Me, yeah, and I think because it's it's an on, honor of him and his position at his work that he wants to be there early to like yeah. thank people and, and say, oh, I appreciate you guys taking the time to do this for me and yeah, it's a good yeah. answer. That's so, a good answer. Uh, you get to give a pitch. Eden gets to give a pitch for uh, air freshener. Um, <laughs> mi mineral quality air freshener. Min floral. Min floral. You get it. And uh, you give a pitch successfully, sneak a hot air balloon in there. And, and mm -hmm. then after that, she goes, so what would be the plan? And then you say, typically, now this is 2020, Cindy. You say, Typically, for air freshener, we would go with print media. That's how we would advertise this. <laughs> are you telling me in your research for marketing that that people are reading the newspaper and magazines about air freshener and they're not doing anything digital in 2020? You know, I think the thing about marketing is that we still use the lingo we used to use, um, even <laughs> though everyone knows print means web, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I love that uh, answer. Right. Uh, no. Dan, yeah. if you were paying attention, you know what I meant. <laughs> I love it. I you love know it. that print clearly means not printed at all. Yeah, exactly. You would know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. You would know no. that. For sure. Um, I have a question for you. Can you kind of walk me through maybe some more of the specifics on the fact that um, Riley draws on your face as a child, and then in retaliation, you... Is it break into basically their house and steal the dad's collection and burn it to the ground? The baseball cards? Is that how, is that what happens? No, I don't think I broke in. I think we hung out one day and he went to like the bathroom or to get a snack. And I creeped into the closet where, where I knew the cards were because uh, Riley had shown me one time being like, hey, look at my dad's sweet cards. Right. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, cool. And then after he drew on my face, I was like, ding. Um, but I didn't actually know that they were his dad's cards. So that yep. backs. Yep. That was like, ding is what she said. Yeah. No. I okay. I'm tracking that. That checks out. That all that checks, checks out. out oh, sure. ask about the, 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 I, the dinner, the I, smell. The oh, dinner. oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so no, that's Mike, good. Michael comes in, you're researching the men, flora, print media, uh, air fresheners. And Michael comes in and he goes, did you, did you cook dinner? And you're like, no, it's air freshener. What's yeah. what's going on there? D does he think that when you cook dinner, you just sauteed up some potpourri, or did he just like <laughs> does the, does men flora have like a baked chicken parm uh, smelling <laughs> mineral? Well, that that's one of them, Dan. But, uh, <laughs> I'd also say that uh, it, they also have a fresh baked cookie set. Okay, okay. Now we're talking. You know? And cookies um, for dinner. Who's who's not dude, been there? Men Flora sounds like Men Flora sounds like my I'm company. In. I mean, I would never learn about them because I don't really read any print media, but I, I think well, that they would be that's great. The thing. Well you're really you're really missing out. <laughs> Can you finally tell me about Riley's uh uh, office. Um, this guy does hot air balloons seemingly against his will, but on, on uh, he has an office for the hot air balloon shop on Main Street, not yeah. not near a field. Like he's on Main Street, and yeah. in that office, he has a full hot air balloon basket that somehow he fit in the office. I don't know how, and he has an old photo album in his desk. <laughs> how? What, what's going on there? Does he live there? Does he have a truck that well, he loads everything up? How does it work? What's the operation? Well, yeah, so there's um, a garage door out back of the okay, office okay. never see. Yeah. Um, and he's got to bring them in because, you know, you don't, you know, there's a, there's a black market for yep. baskets. Of for course, of course. Yeah. You don't want that out uh, in the open. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. So, hey, no, hey, hey, so far, you are I answering everything perfectly. No, she's Cindy great. has done the best job holding up to this firing squad of any guest we've ever, ever had, had, ever. 
most of them are like, I don't know, screw you. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 no. I've read the script. I know every character. This is how it's going down. And I love it. Well, I have one more question. And it's I a, also, I'd like to say, how do you know there isn't a field behind Main Street? That's so yeah, true. That's true. You like, don't know this. Awesome. You, you don't know. Wow. That's such a Dan thing. You're you the one that said Main Street on the podcast. <laughs> you don't you know this such a lot a right thing. now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, this has been turned back on me a right. lot. <laughs> Riley has a banana allergy. He's made that clear. Yeah. But it's a late forming banana allergy. I believe right. at least until he was 12, he didn't have that allergy. Do yeah. you know, maybe he got cut for time, um, when he found out that he had a banana allergy and how he, because it seems like it's a hive situation. So one day he was eating uh, like, you know, a banana milkshake and it, he just surprisingly, surprisingly, there's a lot of people that uh, get allergies later in life. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I, am. I, yeah, I know. I just want to know his, him, him specifically. Yeah, so story. We, we probably stopped hanging out, um, you know, when my grandparents died, uh, which was probably like late teens. And then he likely ate a banana once, had a couple hives, started getting itchy. Sometimes you get a little bit itchy in your mouth area. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's it, you know. And then uh, above yeah. and beyond. I got. I do have one more, unless and then we can do rapid yeah. fire. Uh, so this guy that runs the milkshake slash garage sale uh, place in town, Mr. He, Weber. Mr. Weber. Mr. Weber. Yeah. Um, you and your friend go in, and you're like, "I'm going to have the milkshake that I always get, the brownie batter milkshake." And then she yeah. she says, and this could be just a Canadian to American translation of a problem. She says no, she's, she's gonna, they're American. Okay, great, perfect. Yeah. She says she's going to have the cookie dough milkshake, and Mr. Weber says that's the sensible choice. Um, and I just <laughs> is there a is there a low fat cookie dough milkshake that I'm not familiar with? Uh, I mean, a <laughs> cookie dough and sensible have never been in the same sentence before. <laughs> Like somebody's like, you know what? I'm trying to watch my figure. Give me the cookie dough milkshake. I feel like it's maybe not sensible in the calorie department, but sensible in that like, that's like a classic choice. It's a classic choice. choice. There's, no, yeah. there's no, you know, whoa, she <laughs> cookie dough. You know? oh, it's, like, it's more of like, oh, classic. Like he's going it. with the safety choice. I love it. Yeah. But just very quickly, very, safe. very quickly before I was talking, I, I do need to tell you, we were watching this movie, last five minutes come. Very rarely does a move me, uh, move me literally out of my chair. <laughs> and in, in this case, the last five minutes of this movie took me to my knees. I was so blown away because, and I'm, I'm not, no, over, no, I was I watching was, it with him. I, I, he was out of his seat. He was, he was, I was like, blown what away. is happening right because now? Because in, we get to the last five minutes of this movie and it goes from you and Michael dating to you and Michael breaking up to you saying, Hey, I'm in love with someone else. Him saying, Oh, me too. It's also your best friend. You saying that's totally fine. I'll go and tell her on your behalf, come on. And you do it. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I'm also in love with him. It's a big, and then you've got a formal date in five minutes. Go, go, go. <laughs> you can you just, can you just, Make it official. <laughs> I think the reason why it was so uh, just, there's not, there's not a world where even if you are into someone else, where if your current boyfriend says, I've been into your best friend this whole time, where you're not like, oh, okay, let's put aside what you've done what and you did where? Like, you gotta be, you, you weren't even a little bit taken aback by that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not an easy situation. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's definitely, you know, I've never encountered a situation like that, but sometimes I think some people are just looking for a way out of something. Mm -hmm. And so they, I, I guess she was, she's back home. She doesn't like, you know, she just quit her job and now she's, she's all she's thinking about is Riley. And then Michael shows up and it's like that moment where it's like, I need to make a decision with my life. He just handed me that golden ticket and I'm going to go with it and we'll figure it out later. Um, but yeah, it's not, you know, it's definitely more complex than that. But again, we're in movie land yeah, yeah. and sure. of course, Cindy, you're too good. You're too She's good. Too good. <laughs> She's too good. She's a pro. She's too good. It. It's rapid fire time. Time. It is rapid fire <laughs> round. It's the part of the show where we each get to ask you three questions as quickly as possible. You have to answer it as quickly as possible. And then we will um, let you go and we'll talk to you again next week. Standing, okay. appointment. <laughs> standing appointment, right. standing appointment, Dan. The best uh, food or thing in Canada that we just don't have down here in the States? 
poutine. Okay, that gravy on the fries. Yeah, I know what you're talking gravy, about. Gravy, uh, not just gravy on the fries. We got little curd cheeses. Oh man, it's fried curd cheese and then gravy on top. Oh man, come on. Specifically in Quebec is where they make it the in best. Quebec, but. got it. Best restaurant you've ever eaten at. Oh my gosh, that is so hard. I'm obsessed with food. I love going out to the restaurant. So um, probably my favorite go-to restaurant is a restaurant in Vancouver called Nook. It's Italian and it is like mm. amazing. I mm. eat everything on the menu when I go there. It's the best. <laughs> I love it. Uh, what's a skill or a hobby that you have that most people might not know that you have and also maybe would surprise people? Um, I'm obsessed with organization. I can take someone's closet and like redo that thing, get rid of things that they don't love, like Mary Kondo style. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's me. I love wow. it so much. Yeah. How does, the, like, how does the picture behind you make you feel? Touch it. Tell me how you feel. <laughs> joy? Yes, joy? 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 Is that a... a, a yeah. Is that a muskrat with a Santa hat What's on? What's going on there? Yeah, he's like he's like a little dude. Oh man, yeah, that does make me happy. That, that yeah. makes That's me so fantastic. happy. I want that. Yeah, I want it that. was actually it was, there was a clock there, and I was like, nobody needs to be hearing like a ticking clock uh, the whole time, and fantastic. it kind of drives me crazy. Wow. So, okay, what's your favorite romantic comedy of all time? Ooh, um, probably The Notebook. The Notebook. Oh, okay. Yeah. The most memorable movie theater experience you've ever had. Oh, wow. That's... Mm, uh, wow. Uh, probably the only time I've ever walked out on a movie. Okay. Oh, which was? I guess that's not memorable, but it is because it's the only time I've ever walked. And what it was, was the, it? Blair, the Blair Witch Project. Uh, I could not. Yeah. I couldn't watch it. It was, was it like the shaky cam? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. a shaky cam. It's a tough I watch. Yeah. I couldn't. It was making me so dizzy. And I just. Looking back on it now, and that was a long time ago. So I'm sure if I listened to it now, I'd, I'd feel different. But uh, probably that or. Um, Oh, um, what's the movie with the blue people? Uh, Avatar. Avatar. That was pretty cool. I'm not, I'm actually not a fan of 3D movies. But that, but that 3D, was like the, that was the only movie I'd probably see in 3D. That yeah. 3D was amazing. It, One time. It we didn't, still holds up too. Yes, it's, it's great. incredible. Yeah. We didn't go to the movies much as kids. And my dad brought the whole family to see Toy Story. And there were these kids in the, the theater who were very loud. Yeah. And I, you know, dad, penny puncher, he was very upset and he stood up and yelled at those yeah, kids. Yeah, he did. Yes. He did. That's what I'm talking about. Don't uh, talk at the movies. Don't talk at the Come movies. On, I had a situation. <laughs> what movie was that? Struber? So Stuber. Uh, yeah. Stuber. Uh, Man, that was we, great. We'll tell you later. We'll tell you later. <laughs> um, uh, oh gosh, I had a question. It was so good. Uh, oh, oh, uh, what is, um, what's the most memorably bad first date you ever had? Oh my gosh. Ooh. Yeah. You know, speaking of movies, I, I feel bad, but I, I, uh, I went to, I went on a date with this guy who I don't even remember how I met him to be honest, but anyway, he came to pick me up and we, went to we went and played pool or something and then we went and watched a movie i think and i just remember he had really bad breath and mm. i couldn't handle it there you have it wow. wow come on glenn come on be better glenn come on glenn. Uh, <laughs> cindy i it's been driving me nuts i've been racking my brain if you could help me there is a medical tv drama network <laughs> it lasted it lasted about i think a season it lasted one season there was someone kind of semi famous that was the it was the female Grey's anatomy Grey's Anatomy lasted one year. Somebody better tell Meredith Gray she's not getting paid. Gee. It was a show. It was like, if there was only a different actress as actress. the lead, it would have been on for forever, I feel like. I just. I mean, you I'm know just what? Saying. Okay. All right. Well, that was my last one. Go for it. Um, what's on your uh, Spotify playlist right now? Teen people wants Ooh. to know. Hey, you know what? It's a great question. I <laughs> it's stand by it's a it. Terrible question. No, yeah. she needs. I. It's we the best. Know. It's the best way you've asked it. Sometimes it's Thank super you. awkward. It's like, what are you rocking on iTunes? <laughs> <laughs> um, I am gonna find. There's this. Uh, there's this one. I'll find. Uh, oh, I can't. There's this new band that I discovered from New York that is like absolutely incredible. 
I'm very much into Motown music. Okay. Um, so that's probably my go-to type of music. Sam Cooke is like one of my all-time faves. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of like, I love oldies, but I also like love pop music. Like I was like the biggest Britney Spears fan yep. growing up. Like I, I have no shame about it. That's fair. Let me throw this at you. Um, go go to YouTube and type in uh, uh, Scary Pockets. I tell everybody now. Oh my God. They take modern music and they make it into like funk songs. And it's just fantastic. Ooh, I love, yes. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, scary yeah, just, Scary Pockets, it's not scary. It's very fun. Um, you have to choose between a yeah. million um, dollars, but you have to spend it in a year, or okay. or... Still trying to find my song, but I'm listening. <laughs> or or $100,000 that you get for the next 10 years. A million dollars that I have to spend right away? In a, in year. a year. Or 100000 you get once, but you have to spend it in 10 you years. You can't invest any of it, though. It all has to be spent. Oh. Um, well, a million in a year, fine. Yeah. Sure. That's easy. That is an easy question. It's what a terrible question. So really I would take 100000 over 10 years. That's the dumbest thing Why? I've ever heard. Because it's 10 years of fun. It's only $100,000. It's $100,000 on top of, of what I already make. Oh, my God. Okay, okay, okay. But can I, can I ask you, are you getting 100000 per year for no. 10 years? Oh. Yes. Oh. Oh. $100,000 every year for 10 years. Oh, then it, yeah, okay. Oh, Different then story. 100000 for 10 years. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. I must have... You get $100,000 once, you get 10 years to spend. Oh, like oh, oh, Lord, no. No, no, no. Lord, no. You moron. Why anyone would pick the no, ladder? Come on, <laughs> yeah. it's a sensible yes, thing to do. Yeah. You wouldn't get it. You know what? I don't need a million. Cindy, thank you so much for joining well, us. Did we do it? Thank you. We did. Did you find the band or no? Uh, no, I no. did it. Well, how about instead you just tell us the movie? <laughs> <laughs> the TV uh, show. Uh, the TV show, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Cindy, tell everybody how they can follow you on the internet and um, all that good stuff. If you have anything to pitch, you can pitch that too, whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Cindy underscore Busby. Um, I have a Facebook page and uh, that's about it. Awesome. Cindy, you joined the Hour Plus Club, which doesn't happen to everybody. That's right. Not so many people go over an hour. You did it. Congratulations to you. Um, and yeah, we'll talk to you next week. It's just a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's just a thing we do now. It's a thing we do. Thanks so uh, much, guys. Absolutely. Maybe we'd be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Deck the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Friendly TV and recorded live in Greenville, South Carolina at the Bramble Jam Podcast Network Studios. It's produced by Brandon Gray. You can find out more information at deckthehallmark.com.